Hey, welcome back to the Truth Hurts, where we expose corrupt politicians, lying corporate media, and everyone that's lying to you every single day, all the time. This is where we explore the truth. Sometimes it hurts. Today it's going to hurt a little bit. Got to be honest with you. My name is Jake Duesenberg, your host. Joining me today, part of the Political Junkies, is Mega Jesse. How you doing there, Mega Jesse? You know, doing good. I think we got to, a lot to expose with uh, this Antifa, Keith Ellison. Of course, he's one of the people who's destroyed Minnesota and they're targeting us. Big surprise. Big shocker. Exactly. Not in studio today is William Beck, who's probably watching from afar. He's in the field. He does a lot of different stuff. He's got his own company. So, uh, you know, I can't can't control that, but he's a real patriot. So we miss William uh, running the dials as usual as Deep State Dawson. So anytime uh, you wonder if this is just a covert operation, well, it kind of could Might be true. Be. I mean, look at he, look at this guy. What's he doing here? Uh, <laughs> speaking of which, in Israel right now is Bridget Williams. So <laughs> reading your comments today will be Jesse. It's a two-man show with uh, Dawson piping in every once in a while. Although when we were doing the pre-show, you were like really engaged in the conversation. So I'm, I'm kind of hoping we could do the pre-show again, bring that kind of level of uh, expectations so to speak. Um, Cause this is like, we usually have like a show. We read a lot of the articles and stuff like that. We're not going to really go. I was going to say on script. That sounds terrible. We're not, <laughs> we're never on script, right? That's the wildness of the show. It's like literally live, but we do have a format. We have show notes, try to like keep on the things that we want to talk about today. We're just really going to try to free flow this. I hope you guys like it. So let us know where you're watching from all the regulars. I'm sure you guys are there. I'm sure Tucker's there. K wall, T wall, all the greats, um, Nader, who am I missing? Durreal. At Base Minnesota says hello. At Base Minnesota, I say hello right back to you. If you want a comment read for sure, make sure you do a Rumble rant. We'll definitely read that live on air. Otherwise, we'll try to get to many of your comments otherwise. So starting off, I mean, uh, my lawyers send me this, and that is a uh, letter uh, or a memorandum. Let's see. Yeah, memorandum. Um, from the Attorney General, Keith Ellison himself. Keith Ellison now on top of the CFB acting on behalf of the CFB, Campaign Finance Board, which is on a total witch hunt. And I just got to say this here. You know, we don't – you never, you always wonder, like, have you done something wrong inadvertently? Like everyone, they say, show me the man, sh I'll show you the crime, right? So you never know if you inadvertently did something wrong. We had a guy on the show – um, was that two weeks ago who apparently got arrested or uh, they're trying to prosecute him for felonies about not having serial numbers on his firearm and mm -hmm. there were guns that he made and he thought he was doing everything right. So, you know, I think, I just generally think what we're doing is always following the law, right? But you never know because these guys, they literally have obscure laws, right? And that's part of the reason you think they do witch hunts. But anyhow, from from the allegations they make, these false complaints against us, we know we're innocent of those charges, mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter here, right? Right. Because they've already made up their minds. And quite frankly, I don't know if they think they're going to prosecute us on anything. That might be the wrong term. Fine us, whatever it is. I think they just want to make things painful for us, right? right? They want to tie people up, especially us, you know, because we're the people on the front lines leading the freedom movement in Minnesota because we're the ones holding the politicians accountable on both sides, on the Republican and Democrat. Uh, so, yeah, of course, they want to tie us up legally. They want to waste our time on a bunch of nonsense, on a bunch of witch hunts. You know, we've got that in common with Donald Trump. Uh, they're always trying to go after him. They're always trying to go after us because uh, we're the ones who are fighting. If we're against the deep state, the deep state is against us. Uh, so, 
Uh, that's why Keith Ellison's after us. It's no surprise. You know, now I'm always afraid to use the term deep state like when it comes to Minnesota because I just don't really feel like it's that deep here. This is just more on the surface political text. I could be completely mm-hmm. wrong on this thing. And deep state's laughing at it. Like, oh, they don't even know it's us, you know? Right. Well, I just define the deep state as uh, like undercover government. It's people underneath, you know, it's the bureaucrats. It's the people who are really pulling the strings within our government. Uh, so and the you deep think state, that's down to the state level? Oh, of course, what yeah. What about like city level? Do you consider that deep state? I mean, there could be deep state and, you know, at, you know, even the smallest levels because uh, corruption is everywhere. So anybody who is doing anything that is... Uh, you know, behind the behind the smoke screen, anybody that is doing something behind the curtain that uh, we the people do not get to know about, that's a form of deep state. Give me an example of someone in Minnesota's governmental structure that's deep state. Hmm. Okay, well, probably if we looked at the uh, Health and Human Services Department, I'm sure that we could find all kinds of things. Oh, uh, you, you just, yeah, you literally just changed my mind right on the spot. Right yeah. There. Good point. Right, because yeah. you know we know that uh, Planned Parenthood is selling baby body parts. We know that uh, you know all of these things are going on, and these things don't just happen. It it happens because there's people within government who allow it to happen, well, and uh, it's not necessarily COVID. the elected officials that are doing it. It's the people within the government. Yeah, think about COVID, right? Mm-hmm. Like you know, I always, I just for some reason, maybe you guys think differently at home. Let us know. But I always feel like it's. The deep state's kind of referring to the federal government, right? Because, Mm -hmm. you know, deeper pockets, like more influence and structure and more corrupt at that level. But, yeah, I mean, you just look at state levels during COVID. The Department of Health. Yeah. Great point. Targeting our businesses. Right. Now that we have this, uh, there's this database for hate speech, right? You know, they're going to be doing this. That is a form of deep state. So when we look at, you know, all forms of government and, you know, within our state government, I absolutely think there's a deep state and, uh, those are the deep state people we need to even be more fearful of uh, because they're within our state. They're even more tied to, you know, more likely to get after us. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's, you know, within every level of government, there's corruption and every level is deep state. OK, I'm, I'm just maybe not as comfortable using the term right now, but I'm going to use it anyhow because I think you've made a great point. You've actually pulled me that way. Deep state after us here in Minnesota. It's very clear. It's like we've done nothing wrong. Um, they're way outside of their purview. I, I would argue, and we'll see how our lawyers argue in court, but they don't even have the jurisdiction to what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. But essentially, when the campaign finance board, and in case you don't know anything about this, they're just Governor Walls and uh, uh, Mark Dayton appointees. I think most of them are Governor Walls appointees at this point. Mm-hmm. And they, they appoint some from the Republicans and some from the Democrats. It's bipartisan. Well, guess what? They both hate us because yep. we call them out all the time. And- the show is not called Republicans Great, Democrats Bad. This is called The Truth Hurts. Right. And guess what? Rhino Republican establishment is just as bad as the Democrat establishment. Right, the They're campaign, like the same people. Mm-hmm, the campaign finance board, it shouldn't even be bipartisan. It should be nonpartisan. Right. You know, we shouldn't even have these corrupt political duopoly parties in control of our campaign finance because what are they going to do? They're going to do the bidding of the political parties, and it benefits both political parties <laughs> to come after us. That's, that's a, I could have made that argument better than myself. Like, that's right. There's no bigger target to both political parties in the state than us. Right. We're the only ones calling them out. Because, you know, that's what happened to the Tea Party, in case you don't know. 
the Tea Party got co-opted by the Republican Party. They're like, hey, you guys are so great. We really we love the Constitution, too. This is so wonderful. And we're for limited government because we said so on your stage. Yeah. And they're like, oh, wait, we got to get rid of these Democrats. It's the big con in politics is when you go after like a Republican, they go, listen, the Democrats are the ones that we really need to get rid of. You don't want the Democrats to win. And of course, none of us do. Right. So they go. Yeah. So I need your help. Otherwise, the Democrats will be in support. You're like, oh, OK, uh, I got we got to help them out. So what do you do? You go, you go help the Republican. Then sooner, sooner or later, you realize, wait a second, they're not doing what I asked them to do. And now I'm doing their work. I'm mm -hmm. working just for their objective, which is to get reelected. <laughs> yep. That's the big con in politics. This is the truth hurts, by the way. The mm -hmm. truth hurts. You're getting conned. Now, a lot of you guys have woken up. That's why they never raise money in the grassroots. They're terrible. They can't raise any grassroots money. You guys support groups like us because you know we're fighting for you. Mm -hmm. They're not. Okay, so yep. yeah. We got some uh, comments here, too. Oh, yeah, so, let's go. Let's go uh, Napkinator at the beginning said anybody else having issues. So I know, Jake, you had said that there was a new update on Rumble, right, that videos were automatically playing. I'm not sure if that had something to do with it, but it sounds like there may be some issues at the beginning. But uh, Are Tucker, we good to go? Are people yeah, doing? Tucker says no problem on my end, okay. and That's Bad Hat true. Harry says no issues as well. So Thank God, because I don't yeah. want to redo that bit. That was fun. <laughs> right, was, no. We're right on to it. And then uh, Base Minnesota says, good point, Jake. I look at it like the IRS. If they really want to find something, they will audit it to find it. Uh, well, that's a great, great, interesting point mm -hmm. right there. So, you know, I was bringing this example up yesterday lawyers. It's like the CFB essentially is like, the, in many regards, like the IRS. We could just basically audit. We could look at, at your organization. It's like we never give you authority. The IRS mm -hmm. just seems to have, like, as much authority as possible until it's a Hunter Biden. Then they don't have any authority. We can't go after that. Mm -hmm. uh, there's breaking news right now, and I, I didn't get into it, but apparently uh, they've got some more revelations on the Hunter Biden story today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but, and Tucker says there's always a deep state in the TC. I'm not sure what you mean hey, by don't TC. Don't interrupt me. <laughs> I was on to something there, <laughs> My bad. I might lose my point now. <laughs> God, I'm getting older, so shit, where was I going with this thing? You asshole. I can't <laughs> believe you just did that. Tucker, that's how much we love you. You just interrupted me to get your point out there. Well, th there's a few more. I just want to finish no, it no, up No, no, let here. me finish this IRS. The okay. IRS. Well, there's no point in just reading people's comments if we're not going to comment back. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we love our audience. Jeez, Jesse. <laughs> we need William. Yeah. We need William or uh, Bridget. They. Yep, there you go. There's William. Doesn't want to show up today. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like the IRS is going to audit your taxes. And you're like, all right, here we go. They're going to audit my taxes. The first question on their mouth is, what kind of toothpaste did you use to brush your teeth in the morning? What does that have to do with my taxes, right? And that's what's happening to us is they're, they're asking questions that are not in pursuit of the truth. And mm -hmm. they have no they have no reason. They have Well, they have a reason, the secret, nefarious reason, because they want to learn more about organizations like us and possibly find us violating something else. That's their intent. It's just a witch hunt. But really what they're doing is they're not pursuing the truth at all. Okay. And so now we got Keith Allison because when the CFB wants to enforce something and they have no enforcement tool. And by the way, we've never pledged this, this government agency that we want to be ruled by them in the first place. That's the other thing. Mm -hmm. Like if you're a candidate, you run for office, you do, but not us. We're free people. You have no authority over us. You know, where did, where did this come from? We never, we never registered with you to do this. So yeah, they're way asserting that. And so to take take us to court, they use Keith Allison, yep. and this is all from the Rhino establishment. False complaints by Mike Campbell, the sick Republican establishment in the Senate Victory Fund. Sorry, when I say Senate Victory Fund, that's like wishful thinking optimism because they actually lost. So there's no victory, but the the Republicans running the Senate, they call it the Senate Victory Fund. They're the ones behind this attack. 
Mike Campbell in particular, the finance director. Mm -hmm. Crony, crony, cronies. Sorry, let's go back to comments. All right. Uh, let's see, Bad Hat Harry says the deep state is all the way down to the school boards. Uh, Napkinator says he refreshed the page. He's all good to go. Uh, Tucker says Walls is a deep state actor. Uh, Bad Hat Harry, uh, deep state equals bureaucrats. Well, That's my about, point, too. Yeah, let's talk about wall, Walls. And, of course, you'd have to look at Walls in some regard as connected to deep state because of two big things. First of all, he just took the talking points of COVID and implemented them, right? Like, literally took them, Fauci's mouth, implemented them to the ground, okay? Number two, and a lot of the Democrat governors did this. Number two, why on earth did he do that? World Economic Forum uh, resolution mm -hmm. in 2000, what was that, 2010? Right, like that? yeah, something like that, where that so he bizarre. was praising Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum and everything that they're up to and saying that they have a great mission and purpose, and it's nuts. You know, I can't believe that Tim Walz was behind it, but it makes perfect sense for how he's been governor. Yeah, and, and you always like to make his connections to, like, teaching in China and stuff like mm -hmm. that. I don't know, I kind of just... He was there during the Tiananmen Square. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, that that's a, that's a pretty, you know, I'm, I imagine it's a life-shaping moment, you know, to be there during that time. And for him to, you know, come out of that as even more pro-China, you know, it just goes to show the kind of guy that Walls is. He's a communist. Well, he's certainly a tyrant wannabe because that's how he governed when we had covid you know, mm -hmm. Basically, I could just take over Minnesota's government. I could throw uh, Lisa Hansen in jail for mm -hmm. opening up her little coffee bistro. Lisa Hansen, what's her great crime to society? She sold some coffee. Yep. Oh, got to throw her in jail. Grandmother. And over Christmas, too, by the way. Mm -hmm. I've, like, I, I've actually got a quick question. Yeah. Um, what's the definition of deep state? What does it mean to be deep state? I think as I think that's generally the, the way people define yeah, it. Bureaucratic. Like the, yeah, like the... The like under the public facing apparatus that we see, there is this bureau bureaucracy and it almost doesn't change depending on who's in charge. Clearly, because right when Trump's in charge, there's still a deep state. But see, the reason I hesitate, because it gets really bad on D.C., part of the deep state, and maybe the biggest muscle beyond the deep state, in my opinion, is the CIA, which we don't have something like that, at least that I understand. Because the CIA is so crazy, they sell drugs, so they have their own budget. They sell drugs, probably uh, probably sell firearms. You know, They do a lot of legal activity to raise money, and so they have this budget that even Congress doesn't know of, right? Mm -hmm. So that's like as deep state as it gets. It's like this own entity with perfect cover by our government that can operate. You know, I also go back to like Jeffrey Epstein. Like Jeffrey Epstein kept getting off, like, he was trying to be prosecuted at lower levels before, way before, like almost a decade ago. Mm -hmm. And he got off. So there's someone protecting. Actually, here's another one. Yeah, you know, in 2006, I think it was. I was listening to the guy you don't like, Bill Barr, um, mm -hmm. talking about Trump. Now, when I listen to Bill Barr, sounds like a very reasoned man, smart, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. And, and, of course, he just thinks Trump is in real trouble. And, of course, when you read the charging documents on Trump, it sounds terrible. And if you tune in the media, Trump is guilty already, right? Okay. There's another side of the story, by the way. Deep State really wants to get rid of Trump. But, you know, I, I think of, like, Bill Barr, and I hear him, and I'm like, this guy's very credible. And then I think, this is also the same guy that presided over the federal prison system, and somehow Jeffrey Epstein's murdered in the prison system he's overseeing, and he never finds out how that happened. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, all, all of a sudden, the guards are sleeping, and the cameras go off. Come on. 
So Bill Barr is clearly compromised at this point, right? Like, oh, I mean, every so clearly and that's compromised. just one issue. I mean, think about every single judicial issue that was happening during the time that he was attorney general. And also, I mean, on top of it, he was George H.W. Bush's attorney general uh, before, too. So this guy's a Bush acolyte, can't be trusted. Uh, and I, I found a good definition of the deep state, uh, a network of people and organizations within government that is believed to pursue its own policies and long-term plans independently of who is in power. And I think that's a perfect definition because, you know, it is people, bureaucrats within the government that pursue their own mission, uh, regardless of who's in power, like it says. And, uh, you you know, it's one of those things that the bureaucracy is always there, regardless of who the president is, regardless of uh, who the governor is. And, you know, uh, you know, just considering that the, the mission needs to be to drain the swamp, the mission needs to be to remove the deep state, uh, otherwise, they're going to continue to control our country instead of we the people. Yeah, and, and that's the other thing that bothers me about this whole game is like we're the patriots. We're like the true Americans here. These people, they're terrible. They're terrible human beings. I just thought of two great examples inside of our own military ranks. Now, I'm a 12-year Army veteran. Like I love the military. I still know a lot of people that serve in the military. Most people in the military are great individuals. But you get up to those higher ranks or certainly the infrastructure around those higher ranks, higher ranks and you get some real corruption. And there's two really good examples. Uh, our military officials lied to Donald Trump about numbers in Syria. That's pretty documented. This yeah. You knew about that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they lied to the president about troops in Syria. You know what else they lied about? They lied to JFK. This goes back to the Bay of P- prior, prior to the Bay of Pigs invasion. No, I'm sorry, not Bay of Pig invasions. They lied to him about that, too. Um, Vietnam. They lied to him about the numbers of troops in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Like JFK wanted like a small force over there and then basically wanted to pull them out. And they were lying to the president about the amount of troops in, in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. So they've corrupted the highest institutes. And that one's easy to understand. And we all know the story in COVID, how many people are lying through their teeth on that. I mean, still, I don't think anyone's holding out hope that, that, uh, that what's that little weasel, Anthony Fauci, will ever be held accountable for the sins he's committed against this nation and this world, right? Because there's mm-hmm. blood on that guy's hands. But, uh, you know, there's a huge bureaucracy inside of the scientific community that's attached to the pharmaceutical industry. But the military-industrial complex is so obvious to understand. War is good for them, right? Mm-hmm. Someone's got to make those bombs. Someone's got to create those uh, jets. Someone's got to create the newest technology. Someone's got to create the weapons. And so there's big money in it. And so they want to perpetuate this idea that there's a need for war. And they mm-hmm. lie all the time about this stuff. Right. And if Fauci wasn't actually involved in the Wuhan lab and everything, you know, creating this virus, allowing it to leak, if he wasn't involved, he would have been on the front lines exposing that it came from the Wuhan lab. He would have said, my hands are clean. I have nothing to do with this. He would have been for the investigations into the Wuhan lab, uh, you know. But, <laughs> uh, you know, since Fauci is trying to cover it up, even still to this day, since he's trying to cover it up, I mean, that's almost an admission of guilt to us because we can see, okay, you're covering up this entire thing. We know what you're up to. And you were the one who was, you know, funding all these projects in China. And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, a virus leaks from the Wuhan lab where you're studying things. Uh, It's pretty nuts. And, you know, all you got to do is follow the money between him and Peter Datsik uh, from England, you know, uh, EcoHealth Alliance, uh, the entire situation. We know that Fauci was on board with this thing and who knows if it was intentional or not. I don't want to say because I'm sure we'll get kicked off of YouTube if I say what I think. But, uh, you I know, mean, you could say what you think. It was intentional. Yeah, I don't care if we get <laughs> it a strike. was intentional. Yeah, I don't give a strike I, I, or I don't care if we get a strike from YouTube. I literally don't care at this point. Whatever. Mm-hmm. 
you know, we st- Rumble's been a good home for us. So yep. we'll say what we want to say and not be censored. Mm-hmm. Well, um, we got some more comments on, here. You are on fire today. Thank you. Because <laughs> I, I had never thought of that. You're right. If Fauci literally had nothing to do with it, wouldn't he be leading the charge and how this thing originated? Mm-hmm. Like, and he would like, be blaming China. He'd say, none of this is my right. fault. Look, at, they're trying to blame me. You know, Fauci would have been our hero. Yeah. <laughs> you know? He could have been, you know, I in an alternate reality. Angle. Yeah, exactly. He would want to get to mm-hmm. all he's basically said at this point is it looks like it's a natural leak from, you know, the wet the wet market. But yeah, that's like he would be motivated to go find the source. And that's yeah. a great travesty coming out. Of, one of the great travesties coming out of COVID is there, there's no appetite by the mainstream media and the collective people, although I sometimes say it's the media's fault here, to actually go explore exactly what caused six million people to die around the world yeah and all fingers are pointing towards the one lab all right mm-hmm. let's read some comments all right on a uh, facebook shelly trip said it's swampy here referring to minnesota and that's of course true thank you shelly yeah uh, uh, we definitely agree with that yep uh tucker says walls's position are based on what the dnc tells him uh william beck's in the comments in uh on rumble he says sorry i couldn't be there today see you all live on thursday you know and i think william are you i think william's joining us for the twitter spaces afterwards so um do you have that link i'll have to send it i don't have the link Uh, well just go to our twitter um pull up the uh handle there dawson so it's action underscore liberty so go to our twitter account you'll see the twitter spaces that'll be live at 2 30 we'll do a recap of the show today so action underscore liberty the best twitter page in minnesota i'll put it that way i'm not gonna say well is it the best one there's some really good ones out there mm-hmm. you know in, in fact that's how sometimes how we get our stories you know people send stuff to us on twitter yeah there was a really good one that got taken down or just disappeared all of a sudden hmm. but it's a damn good twitter account go follow us on twitter please yep. it's great well, and Tucker, he he said, uh, William couldn't face the music with DeSantis dropping like a rock in the polls. <laughs> ha ha, see you Thursday. <laughs> and I got to admit, you're on fire today. It's kind of like, is William the one bringing us down? I don't know. <laughs> it's just. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But, you know, it is true that, you know, DeSantis is dropping like a rock. Everybody knows it. Everybody sees it. And, you know, I told you a couple of days ago, I've kind of quit being concerned with Ron DeSantis altogether. I, I, I'm not even threatened. You know, in the beginning, I thought, oh, man. This could get competitive. Let's see what happens now. There's nothing to worry about at all. I mean, he he's uh, you know, just doing all these photo ops. He looks like a, you know, he's just a propagandist of Fox News now. Fox News is trying to prop him up. Unfortunately for Fox News, that's not how it works. He can't just tell us who to vote for. He can't tell us what to think. And uh, you know, Fox News is down 37% in viewership. Boo hoo for them. People don't watch the mainstream media anymore because we don't trust them and we want Trump. Yeah, they're, dro- uh, so, they're dropping like college enrollment and universities. <laughs> yep. And, you know, I was thinking if if Ron DeSantis people really wanted to do something important, maybe they should go and try and help RFK Jr. Because DeSantis ain't winning. And uh, considering that they're both kind of going for the same type of voter, the same medical free freedom movement. Right. If uh, these Ron DeSantis people really want to do something, you better go help out RFK Jr. Because it's going to be Trump whether we like it or not. Uh, so that that's just my opinion. I think that. DeSantis people are better off using their energy elsewhere than uh, with Ron DeSantis because why help a guy that's going to lose? I mean, it, honestly, I think you're putting the the horse before the cart on this, or the cart before the horse. Good God. <laughs> of course, hor- yeah. before the cart. I get made fun of all the time because my uh, colloquialisms are way off all the time. I always get <laughs> things mixed up. Yeah. Oh, you make fun of me too there, Dawson? Oh, well, I dare I, him. I'm, I just wanted to say, Jesse, don't bag too hard on William's guy because he's not here to defend him. 
<laughs> yeah, he, that's not gonna stop him. That's true. By the uh, way, I'm starting I do, to think Williams an RFK Junior guy. You might agree with me. Who knows? You I know? do like how uh, Dawson's like, oh, hey, what's deep state mean? I don't understand. I don't mm-hmm. know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Well, here, let's see. We got a few more comments here. So, uh, Bad Hat Harry says the Metropolitan Council is a perfect example of deep state. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good point. With with uh, like taxing authority too, which is crazy. Yep. Uh, Patriot Carla Nelson says she's wishing William well. Uh, Razzle Dazzle says Jesse knows. Uh, Tucker says one of Ron's major donors has ties to the CCP, the Communist China Party. So I I, I already knew about that too. So it's good to know that uh, <laughs> Tucker's on top of it as well uh, because there there's a lot to say about uh, the Chinese connections between the DeSantis campaign. Uh, let's see, Razzle Dazzle's Tucker and Maga Jesse are joined at the hip. You know, on True Social, we are Minnesota Patriots for Trump. You can. Uh, chat with us all there and uh let's see jobo he says uh horse belongs before the cart <laughs> so they're on top of it yeah i don't, I don't know what's wrong with <laughs> sometimes um so I, I was bringing this up about our fight you know now now we'll have to go up against keith ellison actually when it's henchmen in courts you know yeah um and, and you know th- that's what they're at that's their whole point is they want to create pl- pain to us because we challenge their authority. You know, I mean, this gets launched by the right, this, the, the right, the Republican establishment, these cronies in the Senate victory fund. So your your Senate Republicans, they're the ones behind it. Good for them. Um, because, you know, action for liberty is very powerful. We activate a lot of activists across the state of Minnesota. That's a challenge to their power. When they vote out of step, you guys are calling them. You're contacting these people and telling them vote the right way. They don't like that. They don't like being told from you. They like being told by the pharmaceutical companies and the crony special interest. They they don't mind being told because they whine and dine them and they deli- deliver money to their packs. So, yeah, that's, that's how the whole game is played. So they want to make this thing painful for us they also kind of hope maybe we just go away maybe this is you know quite frankly jake what the hell are you doing this for you got lots of other things going on in your life you got a great life right you got an excellent life you got great interests lots of hobbies other business ventures why are you doing this right that's actually a question you know Mm -hmm. i ask myself sometimes not because of these assholes you know that actually makes me want you know that's it's having the opposite effect on me it makes me want to fight them harder Mm -hmm. because there's other times where i'm just like i don't know do i want to still be in politics because it does take away time from some other things i got some really cool things in the works right now outside of politics Mm -hmm. um and that's possible and this is sometimes it's this kind of work that gets people out of it now they don't know their enemy here they don't know mega jesse they don't know me they don't know our board this empowers us this makes us more motivated to show people what's right i also am motivated to stay in politics because i don't think we got a really good future here i think there's going to be some economic catastrophe i think it's going to rival like the great depression and Mm so we're going to come we're going to go through that moment in our history and we better have patriots engaged in the political process funded equipped with the institutional knowledge that's the other thing if we leave you know there'll be some other pro-liberty group maybe it takes 10 years to start up but then they got to start from scratch you know i made all my mistakes in politics you know we're going on we're going on 10 years 10 years this uh july 4th we started july 4th of 2013 what a great day to start an organization a patriotic organization Mm -hmm. and so you know we made all the mistakes in the world in politics you have to learn so this would be huge if they remove action for liberty 
from Minnesota, and quite frankly, we're beyond Minnesota now, then just imagine that void it leaves. And that's what they want. They want that void because all they care about is their power. Mm-hmm. And so that's why they're at this thing. And now they're joining hands with Keith Allison, the guy they're really against, right? They're not really against these yeah, people. Didn't they increase his uh, the attorney general's budget? You yeah. know, I kind of remember we them. called them all, out for that. Yeah, exactly. They, you know, and that's these, during COVID. While right. the attorney general is going after our brave businessmen, mm-hmm. they including increased, Lisa Hansen. Yes, including Lisa Hansen. Actually, in Lisa Hansen's case, the AG, I think, just supported local prosecutors because mm-hmm. uh, Lisa just she had this word the albert lee um attorney just hated her guts yeah so she took on this case every other case i believe the attorney general was the one in court <laughs> mm-hmm. so but yeah certainly they were su- supporting the uh, uh city attorney Yep. but uh yeah th- they're joining hands i mean they this idea that they're all against each other is so stupid mm-hmm. you know but we're like small potatoes in this thing you, you get to a larger stage and I know you want to talk about Alex Jones today, which I'm fair because I was just watching. I got about halfway mm-hmm. through the Alex Jones interview on Patrick Bet David. Yeah, which yeah, is it's really a great good. interview. Well, he's a great interviewer. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, Patrick Bet David is one of the best as yeah. far as uh, you know, good conversation, uh, professionalism, but also having fun. Uh, he he's one of the best interviewers on the planet right now. And don't you love how he's like it's like Joe Rogan, not like necessarily comes from a political. Mm-hmm. ideology you know it's easy when you get like someone like us you're like oh they're from the right you know yeah um they're actually coming at it maybe from other interests i think patrick bet david from business interests yeah um joe rogan actually came from the comedy route and of course you know i think what got him so involved in politics in the end was the cancel culture and mm-hmm. the attacks on free speech yeah and patrick bet david you know he's got all kinds of interesting people on there a guy who used to be a liberal that's now a conservative and all kinds of people that have different ideas and different preferences, some for DeSantis, some for Trump. It's always good discussion, and, you know, sometimes they have great debates on there, too. They, you know, they're not afraid to challenge each other and uh, really get to the heart of uh, each matter. So it's good stuff, especially the Alex Jones interview. Uh, We got some more comments here, too. So uh, Sturgis SD, I imagine that's South Dakota. Sturgis SD says, uh, if you can't see that Minnesota is ground zero for the deep state, you're asleep. And uh, Tucker says the coasts are actually the ground zero. Uh, they've just gotten so bad, and they've infected other states, specifically the west and northeast. Uh, and then the, it looks the like what is what is what do you say? He, he was saying the west and northeast are the the breeding grounds for the deep oh, state. Oh, okay. Well, you know those two comments; those are interesting points. Is that you know I, I still think of the deep state as some entity out in Washington D.C., but of course not all federal bureaucracy is in D.C. They also permeate into the states, right? Right. I so mean, there's all the districts of the Federal Reserve, you know, there's uh, they, I, I can't remember. Was it nine I, I of them? Just can't, or? I can't help it. But Jesse keeps making I'm great on points today. today. I mean, <laughs> the Minneapolis branch of the Federal Reserve is <laughs> mm-hmm. 13 different branches. And yeah. one of them's in Minneapolis. A fair point. Yeah. Because the Federal Reserve is deep stays. They get you guys. Uh, we should do a whole show on the Federal Reserve. Yeah. Like this quasi federal banking system. You know, I was listening. Um, Peter Schiff, I haven't followed him too much in the last couple of years but certainly you got to be an idiot if you didn't listen to guys like him after the the banking collapse in 2008 the, the housing market crash because he was one of the guys that predicted it mm-hmm. so you gotta listen to guys that predict it right yep and uh anyhow he's on peter schiff and he, he was talking about quantitative easing quantitative easing and uh we just don't talk about that term too much and most people don't have any understanding of what that is but the federal reserve literally creates digital money i mean we always say print money they're not really even printing the money 
You only print the money when you actually need it for consumer activity. They're mm-hmm. just creating money out of thin air, like uh, another zero on a on a balance sheet, and then they buy a government debt. They're literally stealing from you and me, mm-hmm. and they're so corrupt. They're getting an interest rate. They're getting a rate of return. So they drive down interest rates. They can get like 2%, which is like not a lot of money, but it's all profit when you just create the money on nothing, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're getting 2% on on a uh, trillion dollars, mm-hmm. well, that's $2 billion you just got from nothing. That's yeah. a hell of an investment. Mm-hmm. So this is the, yeah, that's like the Federal Reserve, the military industrial complex, the pharmaceutical industrial complex. I, you know, they're all kind of intertwined, you know, so I don't want to like say which one's worse, which one's the best, you know, all that. it's like they're all so bad. But of course, none of this would work if we didn't have a Federal Reserve. Right. Because there is no endless war. The whole, the whole gig here is that the government, which has zero money, they have to tax it from us. They can only raise taxes so much before we revolt, right? Mm-hmm. And so they got this really complicated, crazy system. And in some cases, if you're the president's son, you don't actually have to pay the taxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of us do, but he doesn't have to pay it. I put on Twitter the other day, I go, we'll pay our fair share once Hunter Biden pays his fair share. <laughs> right. So what they do is instead of taxing, they tax indirectly by cutting the value of your money. So they need the Federal Reserve to just print this money and create because we haven't balanced a budget, which means all the revenue from taxes minus the expenses, in which that should be a zero, it should be zero, or a positive, which would be a surplus. We haven't done that. It's been a deficit since two thousand and one, mm-hmm. which was only one year. Like basically, we were running a small surplus in the Clinton's era. Mm-hmm. So it's all been deficits, and it's been massive deficits. That's why we have thirty-two trillion dollars in debt. None of that those things would have worked. Um, if it wasn't for the uh, printing press. Mm-hmm. I say none of that. I guess, yeah. Yeah, none of it would work because how are they buying up all those COVID vaccines if they didn't print money for it, right? Yeah. So pharmaceutical companies need the Federal Reserve. And then if you understand how inflation works, the people that are most screwed are the last people to hold on to that money. So the first people to get the money, the military-industrial complex, the pharmaceutical companies, the first people to get all that money are the benefactors because prices are still stable. So they start spending the money, and then more money churns in the economy and prices go up. But they already bought this new stuff with that newly created money at a cheaper price. We're the ones that get screwed in the end. Sorry, yeah. I could go on and on on that. You want to talk about Alex Jones? Let's yeah, well, here l- Jones. let's uh, go through okay. some of these comments here because we got some. Uh, it looks like some breaking news here in the comments here. Patriot Carla Nelson says, "I hear you, Jake. I am sitting on the fence to run for a House seat." Well, let me tell you what, Carla Nelson, that would be a lot. Of, that would be very exciting to see. So we would have to say, well, tell us. Well, um, I, I guess I don't want her to say where she's from. Um, mm-hmm. Reach out to me. Uh, I am curious where you're thinking, Carla Nelson. Jake mm-hmm. at actionforliberty.com. Jake at action, the number for liberty.com. I'm kind of interested where that is. But we're going to have to start saying the Patriot representative, Carla Nelson. <laughs> yeah, I so guess we so. Don't get it mixed up with the non patriotic state mm-hmm. senator, Carla Nelson. That'll be. But that's so awesome to hear that. And by the way, Carla, I want to stick on that for a second. This is exactly why they are coming after us. What you just saw here, because we put out the truth. We tell people how things are going. 
mm-hmm. and you guys are wonderful, great people, and you hear this message, and you go, I want to run for office. I want to make a difference. And I don't know Carla Nelson. I don't think we met Carla, but... Um, yeah, she was at our uh, Christmas uh, event this last time, so... I know who Carla Nelson yeah. is. I'm an idiot, and now I know where you're from. Okay. Dumb moment there. <laughs> yes, Carla is a patriot. <laughs> yep. Okay, so... Car- assume that's the same Carla Nelson. Yeah. Apparently, I, there are already imagine. two Carla Nelsons in the state. <laughs> right. This is what they fear so much right now, is when you go out there, when we we build this big movement and we tell the truth, people like her want to run for office. Mm-hmm. And they might challenge a sitting Republican. And so it's a threat to their power grasp. Yep. And so the only way to stop, because would Carla have done, I don't know if Carla would have done this if she wasn't listening to our show she's a big listener she mm-hmm. maybe reads our emails this is why they want to silence us this is why they want to get rid of us right here and their mm-hmm. weaponized government agency will have to call them the deep state now campaign yep. finance board and now they got keith allison and these guys want to end us that's yep. the whole point yeah we the people need to take back our government and uh take it back from the deep state that is obviously being used to target people like us and target our freedom uh so brad ganser he says never give up in reference to you know, against uh, all these uh, witch hunts that we're up against. And don't worry, Brad, we're not going to. Uh, let's see. Tucker says, uh, you learn best by making mistakes. This is why I'm pushing to create a new state that excludes the metro area. Join our movement to create the new state of greater Minnesota. Uh, so down with that. <laughs> you know, so down with that. Uh, let's see. Tucker also says, fun fact, Minnesota means cloudy water. Seems fitting uh, to describe our current government. And uh, Brad Gander says he's going to, he he will donate to the good Carla, and uh, let's see. Yeah, Carla Nelson says been to some of the trainings, and uh, thanks, Brad. And uh, let's see, we also got some rocks and cows comments here on Facebook too. So, and by the way, this is problematic. So so problematic because now you saw someone say I might run for office, and then you get another listener who goes I might donate to that person. Yep. Well, I mean, if that's the case. This is this is clear something that's got to be shut down. This is too much freedom, mm-hmm. too many people <laughs> resisting the power right. structure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people are surprised what we the people can do on our own. And uh, so, uh, Rocks and Cows says Sturgis SD is 100% correct. The Minneapolis DFL is the A for L of the national progressive movement, and it is either leading by example or it is coordination with others. Minnesota is in a leadership position, and they are setting up for either a Tim Walls presidential run or something else big. Nobody else in the swamp exerts this much effort without a power or monetary return. And uh, why is the MNGOP in bed with the DFL? What is all the kickbacks that justifies that? Well, I mean, it's the it's the like-minded people protecting their own against an outside enemy. I mean, it's so obvious this is happening. They vote for the bonding bills together. They vote for the uh, crony capitalism bills. They, they vote for uh, omnibus bills. We've broken many of those stories. So, you know, there's this perception they're really against each other is bullshit. I mean, these guys are buddy-buddy with all of them, right? They're all buddy-buddy. They go to the same parties. They snort the same coke as these guys. we got stories, by the way. Uh, these guys are all in the same party. We're outside the party, and once they're threatened, because generally speaking, what politicians do is when, they, when you initially go against them, they ignore you. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, whatever, go away, Pez. One of the greatest tricks in politics by these assholes is they use this diversion technique. You guys have probably seen this before. If you've ever gone up against a politician and, like, chewed them out publicly or anything, one of the first things they do is they go, listen, we need to – one thing they'll say is this is not the time or place. 
Maybe they didn't say that, but maybe they did, because I'm sure you guys have heard that one. This isn't the time or place. I would like to have a meeting with you in my office so I can hear your concerns. You'll hear that one. I'm sure <laughs> yeah. a lot of you guys have heard that one. Why do they do that? Because they don't want this damaged image in front of a bunch of people. So let me get you to the office where I can literally not care at all what you have to say, but I'll let you voice your frustration in the privacy of a room, not in front of anyone. That's <laughs> yeah. why they do it. So never take that bait. A meeting with a politician is useless. Shame them, ridicule them in public. Mm-hmm. And the fact I told you that, and this is the cold hard truth, is exactly why they're coming after us. Now, we're going to leave comments here because we've broken mm-hmm. a streak. We've had Rumble Rants on every episode for like two months now. We haven't had a single Rumble Rant. So if you <laughs> want to get your comment read in the next 10, 20 minutes, you better click on that Rumble Rant and send at least $10. All right? Mm-hmm. That's the new rule for the next 10 minutes. Don't want to break <laughs> our streak. All right? And with that being said, Jesse, you want to talk about Alex Jones. Because there's a guy that's been targeted by the deep state. Oh, of course. And uh, he's been one of the people exposing the deep state and all these corrupt politicians and the lying corporate media, just like we do. And uh, one of the biggest events that, you know, perpetrate onto the American people that we were lied to about, that we were told to believe one thing when, uh, you know, other things were true. And we were told to believe that it was just terrorists, you know, but it was really our government uh, was 9-11. And 9-11 was, of course, you know, one of the most important days in our history as a country because you know that was a time where you know a lot of people by choice were giving up their freedom uh in support of a false sense of security uh you know everybody knows uh what happened on 9-11 but uh there's very few people who were able to put the pieces together especially before it happened but one of the people who was able to put all the pieces together (laughs) was alex jones and uh, i i pulled up a video here this was on july 25th 2001 you know, a month and a half before 9-11, where Alex Jones predicted 9-11, Osama bin Laden, and all of the other corrupt actors involved. Uh, so, yeah, let's go ahead and check this bad boy out. Again, I was on television saying that bin Laden's a CIA asset and looks like he'll attack New York. Saying, call Washington, tell him to call off the attack. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm so glad uh, that you could join us today for this Wednesday, July 25th, 2001 broadcast. Tyranny is enveloping the globe, and the United States is a shining jewel the globalists want to bring down, and they will use terrorism as the pretext to get it done. So that's coming up in the second half of the show. Very important information. I'm going to put the call out that you call the White House and tell them, look, we've seen the news stories that you've wanted to blow things up, that you have blown things up, and that you're saying that Four million of us are going to die, and we need martial law and the Associated Press at one of your little drills you had. And that we're aware of who the terrorists are if you pull this. This can stop this Hitlerian Reichstag event. I want to put the toll-free number up for Congress. And I won't want you to believe Alex Jones. I want you to go get these news stories off my website. I want you to call these major newspapers. I want you to find out these statements were true by the White House about preparing for martial law. And I want you to let them know that if there is any terrorism, we know who to blame. The point is, if any terrorism comes, it's from this government. And if there was an outside threat like a bin Laden, who was a known CIA asset in the 80s, running the Mujahideen War, and whose family builds all the military bases over in Saudi Arabia right now, and sits on the board of Iridium Satellite, he's the boogeyman they need in this Orwellian phony system. I want the White House numbers up there now. 
a big part of the solution, after you research all the government terrorism and check out what I'm saying is true, call the White House and tell them, we know the government's planning terrorism. We know Oklahoma City and World Trade Center was terrorism. We know the Joint Chiefs of Staff wanted to blow up airliners, Baltimore Sun. If you do it, we're going to blame you because we know who's up to it. Or if you let some terrorist group do it, like the World Trade Center, we know who to blame. And you could save the planet wow. by calling it Operation Expose the Government Terrorist. Yep. So yeah. there he goes. He uh, pointed out, you know, I don't know how much more clearer he could have could have said at the CIA Osama bin Laden World Trade Center. You know, to say all of that a month and a half before uh, the attacks took place, it shows that he was on top of it. it. Shows that he was tracking all the information, and uh, nobody was talking about Osama bin Laden until that day. And uh, you know, there's a couple different ways we could view 9/11. You know, there's two main theories of uh, if you want to say the government was involved in some way, either that. Uh, Osama bin Laden Osama bin Laden was a rogue actor or that you know the government was also involved in helping Osama bin Laden and some of these people uh when you look at what Obama what Osama not Obama <laughs> when you look at what Osama had to say uh you know following 9/11 he took credit for it you know uh, as most terrorists do you know ISIS for example they take credit for things that they don't actually do just because they want uh you know to have the credit for it uh I imagine it was a coordinated effort between CIA, deep state, and Osama bin Laden. Uh, there's lots of possibilities of what what could have really happened on that day, uh, and the lead up to it. But I, I think that you know, I don't care if it's uh, you know 22 years later. I still want the truth. I don't care if it's 22 years too late. I still want the truth. And uh, it's just amazing that you know Alex Jones was calling it out well, all, the, all that time ago. Credibility. You know, one of the things that bothered me, you know, living through. Um, as a uh, financial professional at the time through the great recession, right? So after the housing market crash is that the first thing everyone should have done is looked, look for the people that called it, right? Mm-hmm. Because there were people that made the calls. There's a movie about the big short where someone actually shorted um, subprime mortgages because they saw that as a potential profit center, right? Mm-hmm. So it was a good, good call on their part but i mean there are people that you know not for necessarily individual profiting reasons called it called why it happened that gives them credibility you gotta listen to those people well here's a guy that called it right yeah what does he know mm-hmm. you know because alex is always getting put in this bucket of like conspiracy theorists as if that is makes him wrong and the guy's right more than he's wrong mm-hmm. you know he's and this is the beauty of um the alternative media okay so we actually get to hear a guy like Alex Jones on Joe Rogan's podcast, which is the largest audience out there. Patrick Bet David, growing audience. I think he's on Crowder almost every week, it seems like. He's quite a bit. Quite a bit. Um, some of the other comedians are having him on their uh, shows. So he's getting this big audience, even though the traditional media has basically got rid of him. He can't even... He can't even share his link to uh, bandvideo.com or whatever mm-hmm. that is. Yeah, band.video. Or band.video, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's um, it's fascinating. This is a guy that's got a lot of credibility. And once again, a guy that literally the deep state's trying to take out at this mm-hmm. point, you know? Right. And I think it's more the sense of, you know, being somewhat supportive of Trump's run in 2006. Right. Yeah, some people say that, you know, he made Trump. And, you know, I'm, it obviously had a big influence for, you know, someone who has millions of people listening to him every day on the radio, and especially at that time before he really got canceled, there were tons of people watching and listening to Alex Jones. He had a lot of sway over people, and uh, 
definitely had some influence. But we, we do have some uh, rumble rants now. Oh, so <laughs> uh, Razzles Dazzles says um, he gave uh, $5, says Minnesota Revenue still has the other $5. Oh, yeah. Jeez, uh, get us on that. Here's <laughs> other way to suppress us is take our money, take it right out of our wallets. <laughs> Like, just imagine the tax system if they didn't just automatically take money out or you you had to determine how much you had to pay and then send them a check. Mm-hmm. Think mm-hmm. about the difference of our society if we didn't have the income tax. Right. And then unconstitutional. Uh, Tucker also gives a, uh, gives $5 and says, Razzles beat me, beat me to it, but we're keeping the streak alive. And uh, Tucker also said, how many Alex Jones was right jars have been filled now? Well, that's and the point. And exactly. it's like all of us were conspiracy theorists during COVID. I've been saying this to people lately. Have, did we get anything wrong in COVID? Right? Yeah, not really. I mean, uh, like we said, masks that, don't work. They yeah, don't. We, we, yeah, and then, of course we were just following Fauci's words on that <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, right? exactly. You know, it's like he was being honest on that one. Yeah. yeah and then when Mike Rostaholm yeah. literally told Joe Rogan on his podcast that masks don't work, it should have been like a big story. These liars have been pushing this stuff, and no, no one cares. You know, mm-hmm. that's the thing that bugs me is it was like no harm, no foul. Yeah. That's actually when we grew. Like, Action for Liberty has been wrong. I said ten years, but. You know, we weren't really a threat to the political establishment until COVID. Then we mm-hmm. were a threat. We were a threat to the Democrats. Because remember, the Democrats actually had a erroneous campaign finance complaint against us, too. Back then, mm-hmm. the CFP apparently didn't have us in the crosshairs. Maybe that's because they didn't have enough walls-appointed um, people on it, on the board at that point. Yeah. Because they, they're probably still the Dayton appointees. But that was a completely erroneous campaign finance board. They didn't investigate that one. They did the preliminary look, found that was not warranting of anything now it's just they're so highly politicized and and going up against us but uh then the republicans hate us because all of a sudden we got you guys all activated you go to caucuses and they're like holy crap they just took over the republican party by the way what does that even mean like these are just good hard-working people like we're not steering the ship or are we steering the ship Ooh, who knows mm-hmm. we don't know but that's the big threat to them is that all of a sudden a bunch of patriots are getting inside the party mm-hmm. and so we can't have it so, yeah, hey, thanks for the rumble rants, uh, Razzle Dazzle. And who was the other one? Uh, Tucker. Tucker, thank you yep. guys very much. And that was pretty funny, $5. Actually, it's not funny. Damn, mm-hmm. damn Minnesota Department of Revenue taking $5 from you guys. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, what else you got on uh, Alex Jones? Because, you know, I, I did find this, and I want to. I can't wait to finish it. I just don't have a lot of time these days, but mm-hmm. I can't wait to finish. You know, I, the one thing that was fascinating about Jones talking – and I'll just take him for his word that he truly believes in uh, God because mm-hmm. he got kind of like spiritual and personal here because obviously I think a lot of people understand the story. The guy's basically been sued for a billion more, a couple billion dollars. Essentially, they way past what his wealth is worth on pretty ridiculous charges, too, by the way. And um, so, he, you know, I think they were asking him, like, how do you get through it? He's like, well, because I care about my family. You know, I, mm-hmm. I go home, I got my kids. That's what matters to me, right? We go swim in the pool, hang out as a family. And that's kind of the way I look at it is I got all these battles, all these political battles. And it's not a job many people want, right? Let's just be honest. And I go home and I got beauty. I got great things, great wife, great children. I got great friends, great family, wonderful hobbies. You know, it's that serenity point. And I think a lot of you guys that get, mixed up in these political battles just remember the good stuff in life but alex is in talking about how and this was fascinating it's got to blow his enemies' minds uh, like just blow them apart but he's like you know i hope my enemies and i love them 
that they fight Christ (laughs) 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 because there's darkness and there's evil in this world. And we, the Patriots, we're on the good side of things. And I think, I think goodness prevails in the end. I do. I really am optimistic like that. It's going to be a tough journey. I remember one person once asked, because I was criticizing a politician on a Facebook uh, thread. And she writes, Jake, you act like this thing is so easy. If it's so easy, why don't you go up there and do it? You know, why don't you run for office? It's like, when did I ever say this is easy? Doing mm-hmm. the right thing is not always easy. Growing in life is not always easy. I never said this is easy. Sometimes doing the right thing is very hard to do. It's actually why we fall this in so often. Mm-hmm. We give in to those temptations, right? It's not easy to do the right thing. But in the end, doing the right thing is the ba- better course for life. It's like Jordan Peterson talks about. I think this is one of the rules in his book. Um, like always tell the truth, which I guess would motivate us to call the show the truth hurts. Always tell the truth. And I think a lot of our culture and a lot of Hollywood stories are things that are coming out like Breaking Bad. I think that's the whole point of Breaking Bad is one simple lie, if I can call it simple, but a lie like I'm doing this for my family. I got cancer. Looks like it's terminal. I'm doing it for my family Mm -hmm. because if, you know, spoiler alert, that's not why he did it in the end. Right. So one little lie can manifest itself into something very bad, Mm -hmm. very bad. And so tell the truth. That's a better course to go. So I truly do believe down the road we will prevail. We will do good things. Mm-hmm. Yep, and uh, let's see. We got another uh, another uh, rumble rant from Napkin Nader. Appreciate the show. Keep grinding. Oh, thank you, Napkin Nader. Yep, and, uh, and we got a couple other comments here too. Sure. Crypto Keeper says World Trade Center was bombed in 1993 as well. That's, uh, that's yeah, and that's what Alex is obviously referencing. So yeah. that was a terrorist bombing 93, Oklahoma 95, 96, mm-hmm. 95. There's a USS Cole in 96, but that was on foreign territory. Of course, mm-hmm. uh, 95, the Oklahoma City bombing was internal, but you know, it'd be categorized. It'd be categorized because Timothy McVeigh obviously had a political agenda, right? I think he was. I think if I remember this right, you know, I, I was younger in the 90s, obviously, but um, it was part of the fact of how they handle Waco and maybe Ruby Ridge. I'm certain, I'm pretty certain it was at least Waco. That's another thing. Can you imagine a Waco happening today? Like mm. us and how we would talk about that? Like, oh, yeah. Waco was huge. Mm-hmm. Just a gross abuse of the government. And, oh, yeah. And so was Ruby Ridge in many regards, too. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Sorry. Let's see off. here. Uh, Bad Hat Harry says uh, people believe Nostradamus could see the future, too. I don't know who that is, really. <laughs> uh, but I did Google it, and it says <laughs> it's a French astrologer. So <laughs> I, I'll, I'll do some looking into that one. Uh, Bad All right. Hat so Harry uh, homework for... Um, uh, for mega jesse yeah look up nostradamus <laughs> yep and uh tucker says how do they even have jurisdiction over your organization last i checked nobody there is campaigning which is true obviously they have nothing you know they don't have any real authority over us well so that's a great point so like if they can allege that's happening then they just assume jurisdiction so that's the thing that's so atrocious in fact there's two current complaints against us mm-hmm. so it's like in the in the second one's even more ridiculous well, I don't know. I go back and forth. They're both really ridiculous. But the second one is like complete lie. Just a complete lie. Yeah. And which we, well, we easily refuted both of them. Because essentially you got a government agency that reaches out to you. You, you. you tell your lawyer, hey, this is just tell them this. You know, this is 
And both times it should have been gone away. Like, nope, that, that clearly makes sense. In fact, in the first case, in the case that I'm referring to that gets the attorney general on us, the staff attorney for the campaign finance board, right? This is their job is to make a recommendation to the board. He said, there's not probable cause that uh, violations occurred. We shouldn't investigate this. He said that to them. And they go, nope, we're going to investigate them because what are they? They're political hacks appointed by Governor Walls. Yep. And then when that happened, we're like, oh, why the heck are we going to deal with these, talk to these guys at all? Mm-hmm. Like, they just clearly showed their true colors, right? Mm-hmm. So hopefully we got an impartial court. You know, yeah. at least, at least there could, there's a chance there's an impartial judge that looks at this and go, what are you guys doing here? You can't just go after an organization. That's an infringement on their rights. You can't do that. Infringement on their privacy. Yep. So, and of course, who knows? Like we saw what happened in the courts in Minnesota during COVID. So who knows, mm-hmm. you know, but it's absolutely ridiculous. And I'm not going to stop fighting for you guys. Cause this is, re- this is what they want. They want, they want to hurt us and they want us to go away. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. You know, a person that was marginally attached to politics, imagine you were doing this part-time and they did this to you. Like, you'd be like, oh, screw this. This is just too much. I, I, I can't take this anymore. You know, I, I'm done. I'm done mm-hmm. with politics. This happens all the time. That's what they hope. Yeah, we'll just go away. Fortunately, they don't know how much this emboldens us. It's actually kind of like gives us energy. Because then mm-hmm. it's like, to us, it's a black and white thing. It's it's There's a strict line here. We see this line, good versus bad. The patriots versus the corrupt institutions. Yep. You know, the mm-hmm. political establishment versus the grassroots. Yeah. There you go. It's very easy. Right. Yep. So Tucker says nobody there is campaigning unless MAGA Jesse is planning on making an announcement soon. Ha ha. Well, I'll tell you what. I am old enough now. I am 25. I can run for U.S. Congress. You know, Betty McCollum, she better watch out. But <laughs> I don't know about that. You know, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I'll look at all these political offices. Maybe I'll keep my mind open to things. But as of now, I'm not running for anything. I'm not campaigning for anything. Uh Let's see you know, here. Jesse, if you're a uh, transgender, though, the media will be all giddy about that. It's an article <laughs> we published. Go to extraforliberty.com. Yep. The first U.S. Congre- trans Congress person's probably going to be out of Delaware. Yeah. That's an interesting. Biden's article. home state. And, uh, yeah, that's an interesting. Uh, Pull up extraforliberty.com right now. Uh, or Actually, I got that in the show. I thought we might end up talking about it. Mm-hmm. Read this comment, and then I'm going to go back to this article. Yeah, well, we got another rumble rant from Wall for Life. Thank says, you. Ellison is a woman beater. Which, uh, you know, a lot of people forget about that, but that's something that we need to constantly bring well, up. Well, an alleged women beater, okay? And uh, honestly, we looked into that story in <laughs> 2018, and I don't know if I trust the source. Hmm. But what's fascinating about that, okay? Because I want to be impartial here. We're, we're kind of, you know, we're media, right? So i got to be a little bit impartial here. Uh, uh, the source did not seem to be very compelling to me. Mm-hmm. But why I don't really care in the end, and Fair point, K-Wall. Fair point. Because it's Keith Allison and his type of people that said, trust all women. They're all right. We must trust. Hashtag me too. Trust all women. So mm-hmm. screw you. You say trust all women. Maybe she's lying. But you said trust all women, Keith Allison. They all thought that with Brett Kavanaugh. You know, I love yep. Trump when he was mocking that. You know, mm-hmm. did uh, was it Brett that was the person? Yeah, it was definitely Brett. Well, where were you? Oh, I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> what oh, day was what it? What day was it? Oh, I can't remember the day. <laughs> where was it? <laughs> yeah. Every Trump little detail, except her. it was Brett Kavanaugh. <laughs> oh, Trump is mocking a sexual assault victim. Oh, yeah. bullshit. And, you She's know, it's lying not even like, about that. Right, and it's not even like Brett Kavanaugh was like this perfect candidate. You know, I had all kinds of policy and judicial problems with him, but 
you know, that doesn't mean that I was going to sit there and believe he was a rapist just because I didn't think he was strong enough on the Constitution, you know, Pull especially apart. the Fourth Amendment. Thank, uh, by the way, thanks, K. Wall, for the uh, Rumble Rant. That's appreciated. Um, boy, we just had to, I guess, spark the energy to get these Rumble Rants going. That's like, I can't tell you what kind of motivation that gives us, like the fact you guys do that. And I encourage more of you guys to do it. Like when we talk about this after the show, we're like, mm-hmm. like they're, they're, people are donating to, to us live. Like how awesome is that? How great is the show that we, we get that support and that love, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to stuff like this. So just imagine what we have to face. We got to face this crap from the courts and from a weaponized government agency. Mm-hmm. Pull up action um, at home. We're going to get this article up. This is, um, let me put up my uh, screen too. Is it the one we have on the sheet? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's the one on the sheet. This is the woke media giddy about potential first transgender U.S. congressman. Now, yeah. I'm not so careful, right? Some would call her a con- – oh, God, I just did it. <laughs> William, I just did it. Mm-hmm. Some would call him a congresswoman. I will not do that because that is a dude, although I must admit not as dude-looking as some of them, certainly yeah. Chris Finke. But uh, – the woke corporate media is all giddy today as Delaware transgender state senator announced his bid for U.S. Congress in a reliably safe Democrat district. Following an announcement from current U.S. Representative Lisa Blunt Rochester that she will be running for the U.S. Senate. Now, there's just one congressperson from Delaware. It's a it's an at-large Congress seat. Mm-hmm. Um, many of us from states like Minnesota with populations, we're used to like eight le- uh, Congress people and two states or two U.S. senators because every state gets two U.S. senators. But there are a lot of states, South Dakota, Delaware, certainly the Northeast, where the populations aren't big, so they only get one congressperson. Okay, mm-hmm. so actually, a congressperson in that state has more influence, or I should say, more influence, but is technically at the same representation level as the senators. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, no, and what's really interesting about this whole situation? This is Delaware. This is Biden's home state. So you know who is going to be fulfilling the Biden legacy? And it looks like it's going to be the transgenders. And uh, what's so interesting, Tom Carper, who you said is resigning, he's a current sitting U.S. senator. Uh, he's been around forever. He's actually been there longer than Joe Biden because, uh, no, 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 Joe Biden recruited him to run for office. So, uh, you know, this guy, he, I think he's 80-something, 90-something. So uh, it's no surprise that Tom Carper is going to go away. And I didn't uh, mention Tom Carper, so what he's saying is, the U.S. senator's retiring. Right. The current rep is moving up to the Senate. That's how it works. Cause right. Remember, it's the political establishment. Their whole job is to get elected and then reelected or seek higher office. Mm-hmm. Right. And Lisa Blunt Rochester, she is the current U.S. Congresswoman right. who is going to become the next senator from Delaware. There's almost nothing you can do about it. Uh, Assuming but, she wins the primary. Right. Does she but, go by she, by the way? Who knows? Yeah. But uh, and I, I did hear that like either the current governor of Delaware or the former governor, who's a little bit more of a moderate Democrat, is considering running for one of these seats, the U.S. Senate or maybe the U.S. House. Uh, and what I'm seeing in the comments section on social media about this information, about this news, is uh, all of the Democrats are just lining up to support this uh, transgender just for the fact that they're a transgender. You know, they don't care about the policy. They don't care about anything except the identity. And uh, that's not a good way for us to be going. You should be. uh, It seems to me that so many of these Democrat voters are lazy. And I I mean, I know that conservatives can be the same way, too. Sometimes, you know, sometimes conservatives will say, oh, look, there's a black Republican. They must be, you know, exactly perfectly aligned with me when really you can't just go off of identity. You have to look into the nitty gritty on the issues. You have to make sure that they align with your principles. You have to make sure there's nothing uh, sketchy in their past or anything that... uh, 
would make you think that they're not going to support and stand you know, up for you our freedom. Are, you are just so on fire today. That is Thank another you. very <laughs> fantastic point. It is. It really is. I think William brings you down, <clears throat> and I say that with confidence. Uh, <laughs> it's not fair. I, I, I shouldn't rip on these people when they're not here. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. William, not here today. By yeah. the way, I have a good point count going right now. I have a tally Shit. over here. Shit. Yeah. Been doing Do you want to take a guess at how many times you said no, it? So I don't <laughs> know. A good square 10. Are probably. we on double digits? You're, yeah, you're at. 14 right now. 14. <laughs> uh, did you count fantastic point? No. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah like a little gray area. Uh-huh. Several state legislators have men dressing as women in their chambers, but so far no transgender candidate has reached the U.S. Capitol. Delaware State Senator, of course, as uh, uh, Jesse puts it, one has aspired to the White House. Right? Wait, what's that? There has been one transgender in the White House, of course. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what, that's what some people say about Big Mike. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you never know. It's interesting. There's I no have... pregnant pictures of Michelle Obama <laughs> ever. <laughs> yeah. Delaware State Senator Sarah McBride hopes to be the first, and he will have plenty. So you see how careful I am not to misgender uh, Sarah? Okay. And, in fact, I couldn't find before I published this article what Sarah's name was before that because, you know, Gender is a social construct, but we always change your name to a more feminine name, right? Mm-hmm. And he will have plenty of support from the leftist infrastructure because McBride has worked through the Democrat ranks over the years, including helping Joe Biden's son get elected attorney general in Delaware more than a decade ago. And that's his late son, the one that died from, was it like a cancer or something like that? Yeah. Um, not from Iraq, by the way. He died after that. Yeah, Biden says he died in Iraq. Right. Not, <laughs> right. not true. Just another lie. And working in the Obama-Biden White House in 2015. So she's... <laughs> he's connected to the Biden Obama uh, infrastructure mm-hmm. already. McBride's former employer is cheerfully endorsing the campaign, which was uh, the human rights uh, council, whatever they are called. What is that campaign? Human rights campaign. You know, you see those equal signs. Go back to the article here. Uh, Dawson. So there's the, uh, Hey, change maker. Mm-hmm. Scroll down a little bit. It's the blue. Uh, there, yep. There they are endorsing. Proudly endorsing Sarah McBride. Mm-hmm. And by the way, not because of issues. But, you know, this is such a crucial seat. This is such a crucial election that, like, you know, I know these Democrats usually just whoever they want will, you know, be the candidate and they all just fall in line. But I've got to imagine there's someone in Delaware that's going to put up a fight. There's going to be someone because the Democratic primary, that's the general election in Delaware. Whoever wins the primary is going to be the candidate. Uh, is going to be the congressman. So right. I, I, I got to imagine that there is someone within the Democratic Party in Delaware that's, you know, pumping the brakes and saying, hold on a second, maybe maybe we need someone else to run. Yeah, but you know how it goes. I mean, it's like Bernie's a threat to the Bidens, and they all coalesce behind the Bidens, and mm-hmm. and Bernie was a threat to Hillary, and they coalesce behind Hillary. Yep. Taxpayer-funded NPR rights. I almost put state-sponsored media. I should have wrote it that way. <laughs> yeah. That's a nice thing about writing articles. You can write whatever the hell you want. Because we don't pretend to be, like, fair and balanced, you know. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll put our editorial discretion in. Taxpayer-funded NPR writes, in historic bid, transgender Delaware State Senator launches congressional campaign. They have the same, like, mind frame as Corrine uh, Jean-Pierre. Uh, this is an historic uh, campaign. I'm an historic figure, right? That's how mm-hmm. they're going to put it. The AP proudly boasts, if this Delaware senator wins a U.S. House, she'll be the first trans member of Congress. They're so giddy about it. Mm-hmm. So um, it was a 12.5% margin that Lisa Blunt Rochester won in 2022, which is the closest it's been in a while. It's usually about a 
uh, 15 to 25 point margin of mm-hmm. victory in, in Delaware. So, so roughly yeah, it's unless, been a long time since they've had a Republican. And when they did have a Republican, he was just a complete liberal. I think the, the guy even voted for Obamacare. So, uh, they haven't had a real Republican in a very, very long time. Right. When they might not have a real woman here pretty soon. Too. Yeah. See what I did there. Ooh, mm-hmm. Love that transition. Yeah. Oh, transition. So <laughs> I'm making myself laugh so much today. Aren't I Dawson? He's just yep. probably rolling his eyes. <laughs> Can't stand it. It's probably doing a telly on that, too. I, if you're enjoying your own show, it's got to be good, right? Well, I guess <laughs> so. Uh, apparently, uh, the people with Rumble Rants are also enjoying it, so screw you. Uh, obviously, we still got an audience, so n- yeah, stop we, the hate, Dawson. We, we do have some more comments right, here, too. So Carla Nelson says, they're trying to scare you and make you spend money. Thanks for standing strong. Razzles Dazzle says, uh, well, I got to, you know, obviously, we have to spend money, right? Now we have mm-hmm. to because it's not like lawyers are just free. Mm-hmm. So, right. And then, I mean, it doesn't take up a huge amount of my day, but it takes up some part of the day. So, yeah, I mean, fair point. They're, they're going to they're going to make a impact. Right. Mm-hmm. But we're not going to let it make a huge impact. Yep. Uh, Razzle Dazzle says Jesse started the city council level to represent. Uh, still would have the time for your daytime job with Jake and Williams. So, yeah, maybe I'll give some looks into into local government, too. We'll see. Uh, Tucker says, what state is it that just had the first trans in Congress being arrested for distributing child porn? That was, uh, uh that was New Hampshire. Yeah. We posted on, uh, yeah. on Twitter. Yep. And once again, we posted, um, is anyone surprised here? And then we got a bunch of, uh, troll lefties like, right. Oh, what are you trying to say? What about the Catholic priest? It's like, uh, that's, what does that have to do with this thing? The whole point of what we're trying to say is this strange strange grooming of yeah. children and the sexual over sexualization with children well new so hampshire shocked uh, by that right new hampshire is one of those states too i think that they have a representative for like every thousand people or something yeah. ridiculous like that so just about anybody can become a state representative in new hampshire so it's not that noteworthy of a of a position i just well lost but all it's the happened comments. in minnesota there's one in montana mm-hmm Right. I, mean, I don't even know how many transgenders there. Well, there's obviously one in Delaware, so there's <laughs> yeah. four right there. Mm-hmm. And let's By the see. way, did you see that video of um, like the marching in New York City Pride? We're here. We're queer. We're coming for each mm-hmm. other. Have you seen that video? Oh yeah. Yep. Crazy. No, it's it's pretty nuts. And yeah, they're admitting they're admitting it. And I think that you know, obviously, they're doing that to try to be provocative. They're trying to get people like us upset. Uh, otherwise, they wouldn't be saying that. But yeah, it's also for you know, it's the fact that they are coming for the kids too. Yeah, but so. it, and and that just tells you like how terrible these people are. It's like you're mocking something that's actually quite scary. Like, don't even mock about it. Distance yourself from it. That's why I like least appreciate the group gays against groomers. It's like mm-hmm. distance yourself from this whole nonsense. Mm-hmm. Base Minnesota says, should we, shouldn't we be glad that these people aren't procreating? And that's right. That's the silver lining in this <sighs> whole thing. Uh, Jobo he says. Uh, even if the Delaware politician had everything cut off, he still has that troublesome Y chromosome. Uh, that pesky Y chromosome. Let's see. Uh, oh, I'm not reading that one. Uh, Why? It's it's violent. Tucker, calm down. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's not that bad. Uh, let's see. Base Minnesota, or no. K-Wall for life. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. Trans women are real women. Exactly. Everything is opposite. So uh yeah a bunch of other little comments in there but yeah i'm trying to find, find what you were saying it was, it was pre- he said uh in a serious society fun. these people would be thrown off of a roof no <laughs> <laughs> okay no you didn't have to read it 
Yeah, I don't know. I obviously don't. Uh, <laughs> I don't condone violence against these people. Yeah, but I, uh, I don't support throwing people off of roofs. Yeah, but <laughs> that's not I mean, my thing, honestly. And I also don't. <laughs> I'll give Tucker that job in our society. I don't condone. Uh, oh, he's just saying like what they do in other countries. Yeah, and in other countries they do this. They yeah. Oh, yeah, people, for sure. No doubt about it. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> for sure. That that's definitely what goes on in a lot of other yeah. countries, especially in the Middle East and everything. So. Yeah, and did you see what they're doing trying to come after uh, Roseanne Barnell? Did you see this? I was I was going to tell uh, you that this morning. I don't I, know if I've seen that. I've been seeing the, more oh, things on Roseanne. She was making an awkward joke um, about Jewish people, which she is one hundred percent Jewish. Yeah, yeah and she's Jewish. Uh, saying that oh, no one died in the Holocaust. Uh, it's all fake. But six million Jews should die now. Oh, now I was on Theo Vaughn's podcast and he quickly. Oh, I, I haven't watched that yet, but I've been. Yeah, it's on my watch later. It off so. And then she goes on to talk about, you know, like. And that's a comedy podcast, which means they're joking on there. It's a it's a sad. It's a <laughs> there's no way she meant it. But the media now and I just saw obscure media, but um, it made a drudge, mm-hmm. you know, which drudge now and more and more wants to like uh, virtue signal the left. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was like they're trying to make a big deal about this thing it's Interesting. like oh we got to cancel Roseanne Moore <laughs> yeah right? exactly cancel her again yeah no i just saw she has her own podcast too she just had James O'Keefe on so uh that's no also kidding. on my watch later check that out so yeah, i wish i had more time let's do one last uh article pull up the one on college enrollment this came across our uh table today and this was fascinating i knew that college enrollment was going down i'm sure you guys know this too uh, I didn't realize how much it was going down. So between 2010 in Minnesota and the university system, and this is a data, and I think this is the uh, Department of Higher Education, you can see this curve. Around 2010, they hit the highest amount of uh, students, which was in 309,000 students in the university system. Um, I'm looking at that top line. The bottom green and blue are different things. So college uh, college students, 309,000 in 2010. And here we are a little bit more than a decade later. That's been a precipitous decline. We're at 208,000. It's like dropped by a third. College enrollment. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. And it's just interesting that the Democrats just passed a ton of money for the college education system with rhino votes, by the way. I don't think this is just a Democrat thing. The rhinos also support higher education which turns out to be just one massive scam. And I was saying it to you guys this morning, I'm like, when they see this drop, which is basically their consumers have dropped by a third in 12 years, how many of these pointless uh, staff and uh, administrative positions have been cut? Any? Has there been one? Have they made any cuts at all? Yeah, doubt it. Right? I mean, we don't know. They might. Dawson, like, your generation, obviously, you're the newest, the m- most recent grad here. Um, like, when you graduated from high school, was it a certainty that people were going to college? Because back when I went, it just seemed like most people were going to college. Um, I'm a little bit of an outlier because I had, had a graduating class of, like, 50. Um, and I think that most of them went to NDSU. I, I would say that probably... 40 of them went to NDSU. Uh, uh, nine went to UND. And then one, me, went to University of Minnesota Twin Cities. One went to Juilliard, but dropped out like immediately. Um, 
uh, but most of those people ended up dropping out at some point. So. And what do you think is the cause of them dropping out? Like, just think that it's a f- scam. Like, I'd like to get in the heads of the college students today because, you know, I, it's been 20 years since I went to college. And it's just like, I thought it was kind of a joke when I went to college. I, I, I was kind of wondering, should I graduate? But, you know, to be a commissioned officer in the Army, you had to have a college degree. It's, so I was like, I, I got to finish up school. With the other people, most of the people that I knew were going to college were going to college for something in farming agriculture yeah. um, at NDSU, which is a big deal. I don't think that most of those people dropped out. I think that the people that dropped out were the ones that were like the musical kids or the robotics kids or, or like some of the math people who got to college and then realized, oh, I don't want to do this, so I'm just going to drop out instead of finding a different major. Mm-hmm. I am in, I initially went in wanting to learn poli sci. Interestingly enough, to to <laughs> did you a, know that I did not know that about <laughs> Dawson. You didn't that, know that. That's the first time I heard that. Yeah, so I initially went into college thinking that I was going to graduate and then become an officer in the military and then join the CIA. That was my dream. <laughs> I know it sounds it sounds <laughs> I know, but I ended up. You would have been doing playing that. for the other team. I know. <laughs> you would have been completely <laughs> against us. I ended up not doing that because I sat down and I said, I want to have a family someday. And so I don't want to put anybody in danger. So I ended up doing video. Did you want to like fly drones though? Cause you're so good at your video games. No, what I wanted, to, <laughs> I wanted to be the, a spy. I wanted to be like Tom. Clancy's no, I'm saying when you were in the military, did you want to fly drones? No, I no. What did you want to do in the military? Um, I wanted to, I mean, in the CIA, I'd be an agent in the military. I wanted to be an officer. I don't really. Well, oh, hold on. What does that mean? An officer? You just want to be an officer, so you ate at a different table. Like, what does that mean? I so I was an infantry officer. It means I basically wanted to shoot firearms, lead soldiers in battle. If you want to be an armor officer, you want to drive tanks. If you want to okay, I see. Be a, a a surgeon, you'd be a surgeon, right? No, I. What did I, you mean by I probably army would have, What's that? I probably would have done something in advertising if I think about it, like marketing. I don't think there is a position like that in the military. I I never studied it. Yeah, I would have been. Up. I think that's pretty much handled like marketing firms that contract with the government. I, mm. I I ended up not doing that anyways. But the end goal was to be a literal spy, like from a movie or a book, was like the goal. Mm-hmm. Um, but and I that's didn't. why we call him Deep State Dawson because did he really not pursue that? We yeah, don't that's, know. That's a good question. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty is, good at like video perfect. editing, so just maybe I go right in. You know, he's he's just reporting right back to Keith Ellison. Look what these guys are up to. <laughs> or maybe mm-hmm. I ended tell up, you about it. Or yeah. Occam's Razor. I just did video editing instead, and now I have a job editing videos. Mm-hmm. It's one of the two. He does his daily dump with uh, Keith Ellison, and they're like, "All right, tell us more about that action for liberty." He's like. Well, let's see. Uh, Jake had Chipotle today for lunch. <laughs> I didn't know that um, Keith Ellison was black until I looked him up for the thumbnail. Well, I don't see day. color, so I have no idea. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I we posted a um, <laughs> we posted a meme on our Twitter account, and it's that infamous. Uh, was that? Isn't that Predator? I think it's from Predator with a infamous, you know, joining hands. So it'd be Carl Weathers and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Boy, I'm really. I should turn in my 80s credit card or uh, 80s uh, card here if I can't get this. Brad will probably uh, know this. But you know the infamous one where they're joining hands. Uh, and so it's a black guy and a white guy. I'm pretty sure this is from Predators, so Carl Weathers and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And, uh, you know, I want to put Keith Allison, Rhino Establishment. And I was like, 
it'd be kind of funnier if I just put Rhino establishment on the black guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we know they're not in there. <laughs> so yep. I, I kept it based on the same race. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then then I was like, oh, man, I'm this is total fake news because we don't want people actually believing that the there's anyone in the Rhino establishment with impressive arms like that, right? Mm-hmm. You because know, they usually have like little baby muscles, like this Mike Campbell guy with a Senate Victory Fund. Mm-hmm. So you know, these guys aren't tough guys. So yeah, based, so anyway, post an updated picture. Based MN says Dawson's testosterone level seems a little low today. Is he cutting back on the workouts? <laughs> Good question. No, Good question. today you is gotta arm, answer that. Today is Arm Day, and I'm saving up a lot of pent up stress and rage to go in and just just demolish the gym today. <laughs> so I'm saving the testosterone for now. Hmm. Don't See, you love and, uh, how the fan base lo- is really interested I'm, in your workouts? Honestly, it kind of makes me really happy because I've, I've been progressing a lot, and it feels really good to notice people notice. Well, maybe you could take them on a trip to Vegas, and you can talk their ear off about your diet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Tucker says he saw through the college scam in junior high, and he said he didn't even want to finish high school, just wanted to work, and he got his GED two years before his classmates graduated. So, yeah, I mean, obviously you decided to – take life into your own hands and do what you want which obviously everybody has the right to do uh let's see uh jobo he says when was enrollment last at this level i would imagine you know when, when did the graphic start from 2010 go back to that graphic because i think even in this time frame it was it was always elevated you probably got to go back to yeah what's it say on there 2003 is the very first one yeah maybe the 90s or 80s Oh, I don't know what I did. That looks the same. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, probably at least 20 years. Yeah. Hmm. Let's see. K-Wall for Life colleges don't prepare for most uh, don't prepare most for a job anymore. They're indoctrination centers, so the left can prop them up with our money. Uh, Bad Hat Harry, public relations. Uh, with, with Relish says legendary Lee Kennedy, but I'm not sure what that is in reference to. Uh, Tucker wanted to join the army at 17, but got rejected. Marines wouldn't even talk to him. Uh, it makes me think maybe color blindness. Yeah, um, color blindness or asthma, maybe. Uh huh. And uh, let's see. Oh, uh, K Wall for life. No way our kid is joining this military. I think it's oh, you know yeah. it's a tough one because obviously we have to stay strong as a country, but you know it's like under the command of the deep state, under the command of Joe Biden, under you know. Uh, especially with all the vaccines and stuff they force people to get, it's uh, you know, it, it's a tough one, and uh, people I, don't I know wanna, what to yeah, do. Yeah, I'd like to comment on that. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna say that for Twitter Spaces. So what I want you guys to do, let's put up our Twitter handle again: action underscore liberty. We're gonna start this at two thirty. I think William's running from afar. We'll we'll uh, get to the rest of the comments. You want to just take a screenshot of that, Jesse, so we mm-hmm. don't lose the comments. So address the rest of your comments. Come over to our Twitter Spaces. It's open to everyone. You can click on there so you can actually speak. It's an easy way for you to actually speak. And usually Brad Ganser likes talking on it, but a lot of you don't. So just make sure you unmute and let's join the conversation. Um, so we're going to do that. Go to our Twitter. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday with um, our last episode before the 4th of July. I think we might try to get a 4th of July episode. I haven't talked to you guys about that. I um, won't be. No, no, I no. Won't. no not, it won't be live. But I, I'd like Yeah, to, I probably still what? don't think I can do that. No, we'll, we'll have one. Pre-record, no, uh, we'll pre-record it. Like oh, okay. Maybe we can do something. But Boy, he was like so negative. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm not cutting into my 4th of July for you guys. No I would offense. Not. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that hurt. I would. 
<laughs> that, that's nice. The Fourth of July is my holiday. That's my holiday. I, me too. And they don't expect us to be here, but don't <laughs> yeah. don't insult them like that. that no, is, I, I was. You I was, I was today, Jesse. I was insulting you and Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> I know where you're coming from. No, I meant pre-recorded. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. We can still release on Tuesday. Good idea. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. That was a good idea. See how I how I said good idea and not good point. So I can say good idea. Yeah. God, this is all insider baseball. <laughs> that's not twenty three. That you have twenty three on the tally right now. Well, that's a good point. Um, anyhow, <laughs> we'll be back on Thursday with another episode of Truth Hurts. Thank you very much for tuning in. We'll see you next time.